Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready, ready for him to come and take us back to that place he's been preparing for his born-again people. Dove Schwartz here with a message I shared at Calvary Chapel Watch Therefore Community Fellowship, our new church plant in Pearland, bordering Houston, Texas. Come visit us sometime at Calvary Chapel Watch Therefore Community Fellowship where I teach the Bible line upon line, chapter upon chapter, book upon book through the entire Bible. You can learn more at my website, watchtherefore.tv. Again, watchtherefore.tv. And now, let's hear a line upon line teaching from the Lord's Word. There's a heavenly beauty displayed by our great God and Savior and Creator, Messiah Jesus, in the hills of the Galilee in the springtime where I am right now. And I was asking the Lord, as I'm here talking to our Blessing Israeli Believers partners and in teaching from God's Word, I've been asking the Lord, what do you want me to share with our viewers? And... I'm a strong believer, like George Whitfield, the great evangelist and preacher from the 1700s who gave about five characteristics of how you can know how the Lord benchmarks, how you can know what the Lord's will is for your life. One of those is simply the sovereignty of God in your life. What is he doing all around you? So I began to look at a passage in my daily reading of the Bible in John chapter 6, and it picks up just before the Passover. And where am I? In the Galilee as I'm seeking the Lord for what to teach. I'm here in the Galilee just before the Passover, a couple weeks before Passover. And the Lord began to show me things about these passages many of us have heard many times that I hadn't noticed before. Deeper understanding of these very familiar passages. Let's take a look together. There's something the Lord is saying, a theme. He's tying all this together, and I didn't see the tie-in like I do now. Oh, it's, it's very exciting. After these things, Jesus, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Now, I'm going to stop for a second. Uh, the Sea of Galilee is called the Sea of Tiberias, just up that way a little ways. Uh, Tiberias, the city of Tiberias, the ancient city from the first century from the scriptures here, is still a thriving, bustling little city on the shores of the Galilee. And so the hills our Savior Jesus would have been sharing this message from uh, would have been just up that ways, not far. We're here because this is a quieter, better place to record in modern Israel. And, and, and so here we are just before Passover, not far from where these events began in John chapter 6. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? 
But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five and so again, we're reminded, little is much when the Lord is in it. These, these uh, little bit of bread and, and fish, how is this going to feed so many? Hey, we come to Jesus the Lord with a lot of insufficiencies, with a lot of weaknesses, and we come to him and say, Lord, it's not much. Will you make something of it? And he blows his life, his grace, his love through us and his great power to save and heal and forgive. Hallelujah. And so it says there's 5,000 men here. That doesn't include women and children. Nobody knows exactly how many people there would have been, but there would have been a lot more than 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. A few things here. See that Jesus the Lord, he doesn't feed the people. He gives to his disciples to give them bread and fish. It's very important, especially when we see how this thing ties together. Uh, and, and, and so another thing that we see is there's even more than they need. Do you, do you see that how people compete with one another and, and, and step over each other and on, on each other to step over each other to get what they want. Even in ministry, people do that, fighting over resources and, and donors and things like that. It's so unnecessary. Why? Because in Messiah Jesus, there's enough to go around for everybody. Hallelujah. Don't ever forget that. There's never going to be a recession in heaven. The stock market in heaven is never going to crash, right? Hallelujah and hallelujah. And so we continue here in verse 13. Therefore they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. And, and that's from Deuteronomy in the Torah where the Lord gave Moshe, Moses, another term for the coming Messiah, the prophet. The prophet. So this is another term for the Messiah of Israel. Speaking of Messiah, Jesus. Now he continues. And like I said, this gets real interesting from here. In uh, verse 15. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. A couple things I want to share here. One, 
Uh, you don't normally see someone walking on the water. No, but this is God the Son, the only begotten Son of God, the Messiah of Israel, the Savior of Israel and the world. And he does things from, from the midst of and resources of other dimensions that we can't perceive. Yeah? He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. His ways aren't our ways. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. Okay? And, and, and so, what, what can be applied from that principle for today? Listen, folks, this world is shaking. Real trouble is coming to Israel and the nations. As it goes with Israel, so it goes with the nations of the world. And trouble, like Messiah Jesus said, trouble like this world has never seen is upon this generation. Yes, but that's okay. Because Messiah Jesus is still water walking. And he's going to do things that are going to be very scary to most. But he says to us, it is I. Do not be afraid. Willingly receive him into the boat. Yeah? And here's another thing. Are you ready? What are the things in your life where you're rowing and you're rowing and you're rowing and you're not going anywhere, and you're so weary, and you're so weak, and you're about to give up, what should you do? Here we go. Gladly receive Jesus, the Lord, into the boat. Yes. They, then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Let Jesus, the Lord, do the heavy lifting. Hallelujah. Let him do the heavy lifting. Let him have the oars for a moment. And a moment is all he needs. He can do in a moment what we can't do. Oh, listen, what's the bottom line here? You ready? Messiah Jesus says that we can do nothing without him. And I have learned, just like everything else he says, that's certainly true. But I also have realized and understood that I can do all things through Messiah, Jesus, who strengthens me. Oh, hallelujah and amen. Now, listen, it's going to get better, and we'll be back in just a moment. There are important things I want to share with you on this break, but before doing so, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all who have been partnering with Watch Therefore, our television program, our ministry blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. Oh, truly, the Lord has raised you up for such a time as this. And folks, we if you squint just a little, you can see the finish line. King Jesus is coming for us. Let's continue to partner together with this Watch Therefore message. Conditions in the world are worsening all around us quickly. According to the prophetic scriptures, our Savior Jesus said this generation is heading rapidly to the time of the world's worst trouble ever. What's the answer? The Watch Therefore message. And this message stirs the lukewarm to repentance and gives urgency for the lost to re repent of their sins and receive Jesus as Savior and Lord now. Yet we're only on most of our networks once per week. And there's something we can do together, which I'll share in a moment. We're going into 200 countries, 200 million homes, but we can air more and still go wider and further. First, let me share with you some of the missions 
initiatives also of this Watch Therefore ministry. Romans 1.16 tells us the gospel and discipleship is to the Jew first and then to the nations. And we know the faithful, wise, blessed servant is watching for the master to come and giving others their food in due season. Messiah Jesus is the bread of life. So we take him and the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first with our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by myself and our ministry partner, John McTurnan. We've learned that one of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Yeshua, Jesus our Lord. They're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and so much more. And then our To the Nations ministry, poured out for the nations. Oh, we've got special work. For years we've been doing in Africa. Right now we're really honing in on Rwanda and the Congo, Uganda, and other countries who are asking us, please bring this discipleship to our church, to our lands, to our country, to our region. Yes, and so one of the great things you can do is get on our monthly newsletter for Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations. As you do so, you will keep up with prayer points that are so urgent. We need prayer partners to continue to intercede for this work, to see it go forward. Also, for those who want to sow financially into this ministry, and as always, I've been saying this since we started the program, I'm going to say it again. If you haven't believed in Jesus the Lord as your Savior, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you'd simply be our guest today and that you would receive Jesus as Lord and receive eternal life. But for those who have already been saved and you understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, this is a great place to do just that. And there's three pri primary giving platforms. One, the Watch Therefore television broadcast, and that's how we can spread this further and wider. You can prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore. There's also those who want to sow into Israel through blessing Israeli believers, and then into the nations. You can financially support our work in the nations. And with those newsletters, you can really keep up with how and where you're investing. And, and so, this is the way for us to partner together like that faithful, wise, blessed servant who hears, well done, thy good and faithful servant, when our Savior Jesus comes for us to take us back to that place he's been preparing for us. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so happy to be here in northern Israel in the Golan Heights, in the home of one of our longtime primary blessing Israeli believers partners who's also a dear friend Ezra so glad to be with you in your home today it's wonderful to have you it's been a great adventure of faith hasn't it hallelujah through BIB we're able to assist through food 40 Holocaust survivors monthly and they are so thankful and we do all of this in the name of Yeshua and many of them ask many, many questions. Why would you do this? Why would people from America and abroad do this for us? And, you know, we can point them to the scripture mm -hmm. where God says he's going to bring them from the four corners of the earth and, and how he's going to provide for them and how he's going to root them in the land. And, you know, many of these people have never even read the scriptures. Mm -hmm. So we just point them to the Lord, That's point right. them to the word, and then we leave them in God's hands. That's right. That's right. Truly. 
One of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Yeshua. Amen. So we're continuing on in John 6. Our Savior has fed the thousands with just a little bit of bread and fish. Yes, great miracle. And he was on the Tiberias side of the Sea of Galilee, up in the mountains, just over there a little ways, right? And so the disciples at night went in their boat over to Capernaum. Our Savior, Jesus, came down from the mountains, having spent time alone and praying, and he walked on the water to where they were in the boat. And then the miracle, when he got in the boat, the boat went right to shore. They were having difficulty rowing. Messiah Jesus gets in the boat, they're right to shore, yes? And, and we're going to pick up there because the, the people on the Tiberias side, they're wondering where Jesus is. The boat had left and he's no longer here. How, maybe he's over in Capernaum somehow. And this gets very interesting. On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias, near the place where they bred after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, and let me tell you, he doesn't answer them according to their question. He answers them according to what they need to hear. Hallelujah. The Lord does that sometimes. Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. Jesus the Lord has been sent, anointed with power to save and heal and give eternal life. And here's what he's getting at. That's the purpose for the miracle on the mountain with the bread and, and the fish. That's the purpose for all this. He's tying it together. Don't miss this, okay? Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? So they're saying, okay, you're doing all these signs. You're doing these miracles. We want to get on this. How do we do this? And here's his answer. And this answer is for you and me today. You ready? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Hello. Hello. What do we need to do? Just believe in Jesus the Lord. He's the prize, folks. Welcome him into the boat. It's all about Jesus the Lord. You get Jesus the Lord. You get our Father in heaven. You get the Holy Spirit. You get everything you need. The source of life is right there. It's Messiah Jesus. And we're so distracted and we need him more now than ever. Listen to this. Therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus the Lord is what we need to be seeking, who we need to be seeking, not all these other things. It comes back down to this. Love Jesus the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yes, that's, it's all about Jesus the Lord. And, and he's the source of life. John 1 says, in him was life, and the life was a light of men. 
right? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to God the Father but through me. You want deep theology? You want a strong, vibrant, healthy walk with God? Love Jesus the Lord. Keep everything about Jesus the Lord. Have I mentioned yet what we should do? Follow Jesus the Lord. Yes? He says, it's God who gave the manna in the wilderness, and it's the same God the Father who sent his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. What do we need to do? We need a real Jesus revival in our own individual hearts, in our own churches. We need to get back to following Jesus the Lord and being his disciple in our whole heart, in our whole mind, with all of our strength in our life. No, but it's got to be more challenging and difficult than that. It's got, there's got to be more to it. No. You know, sheep are not the brightest animals in the world. <laughs> and, the Lord, and the Lord loves his sheep. He's the shepherd. What do we, his sheep, need to do? Follow the shepherd. What do we need? The bread of life, Messiah Jesus. Remember, what town was our Savior born in? He was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. Jesus the Lord is the bread of life. He's the manna that came down from heaven. And with all the signs of his return around us, he tells us to watch therefore and be ready. And he says, there's a faithful, wise, and blessed servant. What is that servant doing? He's watching every day for the master to return and giving the others their food in due season. What is the food we're supposed to be giving people? The bread of life, Jesus the Lord. But you can't give someone else something you don't have yourself. You want to have something to give others in this terribly challenging, chaotic, ugly, getting worse by the second generation? Seek after Jesus the Lord with your whole heart. And the source of life will be right in your hands so you can give others their food in due season. Jesus the Lord, our Lord, my Savior, your Savior, I pray, told Peter, if you love me, you'll feed my sheep. What do we feed them? the bread of life. Messiah Jesus found in the word and found in my heart. And I pray by grace as a, as a witness he's called me to be found in my life. He's alive in me, Jesus the Lord. Is he alive in you? Yeah. Today, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, receive him now. Call upon his name. Oh, Jesus, Lord, save me and forgive me and give me a new life. I'm going to turn from my sins and follow you. And, and, and if you'll do that, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you're already saved, confess any sin in your life, repent of it, and get close, close, close to Jesus the Lord, the bread of life. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for choosing this spot for us, Father. Thank you for choosing these scriptures for us today. Help us to draw near to you, Father, by getting close again, like never before.
to our Savior Jesus. And please bless all who have seen, heard, and witnessed this special time and participated in it. Bring them close to our Savior Jesus, Father. Amen and amen. And remember, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Such a blessing to be with you today on the program Watch Therefore. If you would like this program to stay on the air, please consider financially partnering with this radio ministry. You can do so at our website, watchtherefore.tv. Again, watchtherefore.tv or by post, Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Paraland, Texas, 77588, which you can also find on our website. Again, if you're in the Houston area, join us at our new church plant, Calvary Chapel Watch Therefore Community Fellowship. Our services are Sunday morning at 10.30 and Wednesday evening at 6.30. For more information, go to watchtherefore.tv. And remember to watch therefore and be ready.